Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Glad to have you here. How are you feeling on a Monday? Excited? Good, good. Glad to hear it. Or are you more feeling like uh, some of us over there? I see you. Haven't had your coffee yet. That's all right. Get yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a little bit of breakfast, and it's time for us to rock and roll. We're going to get your day started for you with the big news. Russell Brand accused the former actor turned superstar podcast host is being accused of serious crimes. We're going to talk about that this morning at 7.30 a.m. A joint investigation by multiple news agencies uh, have accused Russell Brand of serious criminal allegations involving women. Three British news organizations published an investigation on Saturday. Four women have accused him of sexual assault. We are going to talk about that this morning at 7.30 a.m. It seems that many in the media have already decided that he's guilty before he's had an opportunity to have his day in court, which he will have. We are going to discuss that today and the implications uh, in the media with John Miltimore this morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So about one hour from now, we're going to speak to John Miltimore about the bigger picture of this. But we're really going to drill down into who Russell Brand is as a man, when today we have a very special guest who will be joining us today as a personal character witness for the actor and comedian and podcast host. A woman by the name of Samantha Presti will be joining us this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. She is a comedian, a British entertainer herself, said that she had a very brief dalliance with Russell Brand and would like to vouch for his character today. She'll be joining us this morning from the UK, Birmingham, uh, at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. So if you're interested to hear her point of view and her personal experience with Russell Brand up close and in person, then you aren't going to want to miss this explosive interview today at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. We've got the exclusive. We've got the biggest interview probably happening. I don't know, maybe in whole country this morning regarding this story. I'm very excited about it, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Samantha at 7.30 a.m. this morning. So a little less than 30 minutes from now, we are going to be discussing Russell Brand and some of the accusations, the allegations that have been made against him. And we're going to speak to someone who says that they knew him uh, in a semi-intimate form uh, and would like to speak to his character. Again, we'll be doing that in a little bit less than 30 minutes from now. So make sure that if you have to run some errands or you know, get your kids ready for school or what have you, that you set your alarms so that it'll beep and you can come back and join us to have that conversation. It's a serious conversation, uh, and I think it warrants a broader discussion, which again, we will be having an hour from now with John Miltimore, who is uh, from the Foundation of Economic Education, about what it means to be tried and found guilty in the court of the media before an actual court of law. So we're looking forward to having that discussion today with both of our guests. Uh, before that, though, we are going to speak about the president, former president Donald Trump, who will be uh, who appeared on the Sunday uh, show Meet the Press and inflamed conservative media over the weekend with some of his comments about abortion. Looking forward to playing some of these clips for you about President Donald Trump speaking about his his beliefs in abortion, why he thinks both sides will like him. Uh, find that quite interesting. Quite funny, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, you know, for those of you who love Donald Trump, for those of you who hate Donald Trump, I think this segment will, you know, not going to change anybody's minds, perhaps. However, because, of course, he is running in a primary and he is competing 
Many of his conservative opponents have jumped on his comments about abortion, which we will play this morning, as well as some of his other statements that he made on Meet the Press. We're going to talk uh, and play those clips here in just a few minutes. Um, uh, Otherwise, on the show this morning, um, I'm so excited to play these clips for you at 8.30 this morning. Javier Molay, he is, if you haven't heard, the presidential candidate in Argentina who recently sat down with an interview with Tucker Carlson on X to talk about his campaign to become the, what, first elected libertarian president in history? How excited would that be? He literally took a chainsaw to socialism. I say literally, and I don't mean it as in like literally. I mean it as in like li- the literal definition of literally. I've <laughs> got video not only of him sitting down with uh, Tucker Carlson and metaphorically taking a chainsaw to socialism, but there's video of him at a rally with a chainsaw, uh, literally uh, saying that he's going to take a chainsaw to socialistic policies. I'm excited about that. I have his comments that he made on abortion. I have his comments that he made about the Pope. I have Javier Malay's comments that he made about why leftist architecture sucks uh, and why socialism wins and why it's important for us to remain vigilant. It was an excellent interview. If you missed the uh, sit down with Tucker Carlson, you're going to get the play by play this morning at 830. So an hour and a half from now, about one hour, 25 minutes from now, if you're interested in the Javier Malay interview and my breakdown of it and the clips from that. That's going to be when you want to come back and uh, and listen if that's your thing. So, all right, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. President Donald Trump sat down again. For those of you who are just tuning in, don't forget also, by the way, make sure that you click like and also a big shout out and thank you to Rumble.com for putting us up front. This is, as, a, as I speak right now, the biggest Wake Up America show that we have ever had. Over 1,000 live viewers right now. Grateful to have you all here. Make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel so that you can come back if you enjoy the content that you're watching right now. If you subscribe to the channel that you're watching, that way you'll know you'll be able to find me again. I'm just AP for liberty everywhere. All right, let's talk about it. Donald Trump in hot water with the conservative base over comments that he made regarding abortion. Some people are attacking him for saying things like, well, he thinks that he's going to make both sides happy. But before I play that clip, uh, I was very interested to see what Joe Rogan had to say when he was talking about the power of the media and picking the president, specifically Donald Trump. Take a listen. We're going to find out how much power they really have to like decide who becomes president. Because if Trump wins, like, what do they do? What do they do then? Let him be president from prison? <laughs> what do you think are they gonna let donald trump be president for president prison it is a really awkward situation that the united states finds itself in with the president facing multiple indictments around the country in dc georgia and elsewhere uh that could lead to an outcome where the president is sentenced to a term in jail well you know i don't know if that actually is gonna happen i think donald trump doesn't think it's gonna happen to be quite honest he's says that he's really not worried about it. But the question of uh, abortion has really inflamed his base. These are some comments that he made over the week uh, um, on this interview that got the conservative, well, Twitter sphere, I guess, what do we call it now? Exosphere? 
uh, in a tizzy. Take a listen to this. Give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand I on think this. they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me what, but what's let going to have to happen is you're going to have to... Listen, you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because... 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion after a certain period of time. If a federal ban... That's a really good point. And can I make a very brief uh, uh, statement here about him cutting off the reporter and saying, hey, you know, Kristen, you asked me a question, let me answer it. Um, for those of you who from come from the Ron Paul years, uh, that's how I came up in politics and media as a supporter for Congressman Ron Paul's presidential campaign. That was always kind of one of the the bones that I had to pick with Ron Paul. If you want to be president of the United States, you've got to be willing to show that you have the power to be president, especially when it comes to hostile media. But if you can't cut off the hostile media and say what you need to say, how are you going to cut off Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un or some tyrannical dictator around the world when they're trying to get their agenda across? I think this is one of the things that made Donald Trump an effective leader and one of the reasons why he won in 2016 is because people feel safer when they have a strong leader. Love him or hate him, that's the truth. And landed on your desk, if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15 Are you talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? Uh, uh, I, would, I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Would you support that? You think that I, I think what he far? did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. That, see, now that is the kind of thing that has, of course, inflamed the conservative base. And some people are sharing around this interview from, what, 23 years ago? Listen, who hasn't changed their minds in 23 years? But I do think it's interesting to see uh, a younger Donald Trump talking about this abortion issue back before he was campaigning officially for president. Partial birth abortion, the eliminating of, of abortion in the third trimester, big issue in Washington. Would President Trump ban partial birth abortion? Well, look, I'm, I'm very pro-choice. I hate the concept of abortion. I hate it. I hate everything it stands for. I cringe when I listen to people debating the subject. But you still, I just believe in choice. And again, it may be a little bit of a New York background because there is some different attitude in different parts of the country. And, you know, I was raised in New York and grew up and work and everything else in New That's York City. But I am strongly for choice. And yet I hate the concept of abortion. But you would not ban it? No. Or ban partial birth abortion? No, I would. I would. I am. I am pro-choice. Now, listen, I think it's I think it's unfair to look at someone's statements from 23 years ago and say, oh, well, here's an example. Donald Trump really hasn't changed on this issue because I have seen a lot of DeSantis supporters jumping all over these statements, for example, and saying that, well, well, this is an example of him laying down. Right. But here's the problem. Of course, the problem is, is that I'm pro-life. Probably many of the people who are watching this stream are pro-life as well. Uh, and, and I'm pro-life for the same reasons that Javier Malay is going to explain later on the show, uh, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, life comes first, right? Uh, and I, if you believe in individual liberty, I think that life is an important issue there, if not the issue. But there are some political realities that I think Donald Trump acknowledges. And one of those political realities is, is that 
possibly one of the reasons why the Republicans were trounced, or I guess say trounced, I'd say lost the midterms were because people showed up to the polls because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Those are political realities. And of course, we should put principles before political realities, but that doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge political realities. As a matter of fact, I saw Daily Wire's Michael Knowles this morning saying uh, when people have been sort of um, slamming Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles and others for not answering, you know, responding to people uh, inquiring about their thoughts on what Donald Trump had to say about abortion this weekend. And they responded, apparently, oh, that they hadn't even seen the clip yet, which I believe people do things on weekends and have lives other than live in politics. Um, but uh, when it came to Donald Trump's record on abortion, you have to look at what he actually has done versus what he is saying here. Of course, if it weren't for Donald Trump, Roe versus Wade would have never been overturned without the picking of the three Supreme Court justices that we have right now. Roe versus Wade would not have been overturned. So there's what Donald Trump says, and, there, and then there's what he does. I mean, Donald Trump may be doing what a lot of politicians do and saying what he thinks he needs to say in order to get election, get, a, get elected. And what did Donald Trump say here in this interview? He says, I think I've come up with a solution that's going to make everybody happy. Now, we all know that that's a joke and we all laugh at that. But I think that in his head, he's thinking, hey, I'm coming up with a solution that's going to prevent happening in my election for my reelection what happened with the Republicans in those pr prior midterms where we saw the Democrats manage to not sweep the Republicans, but edge them out with a, a slight majority. So Donald Trump may be playing the quintessential politico here. Uh, and if so, maybe he, maybe that's a smart move, right? Because the reality is, is that as pro-life as we want to be, if we don't win elections, then we can't protect, preserve, and defend the lives of the unborn. Those are the those are the questions. They, those are the real questions. That's real politics that Donald Trump is playing, whether you like it or not. Now, Ron DeSantis supporters are going to nail him on that one. Hardcore, super hardcore pro-lifers for which that is their only issue. Uh, uh, they're going to nail him on that one. And maybe they're going to nail me and say, hey, Austin, you're not pro-life enough. I mean, for some people, you'll never be pro-life enough. It's it's for some people, you'll never be uh, libertarian enough, right? That everybody, you know, we all have to deal with litmus tests when you're in the political or the media sphere. And if you're, there's not a lot of room for free th thinkers or for people who, who dwell sometimes in shades of gray on some things. A lot of people say firmly, if you're pro-life, well, then you must believe in life at conception. As a matter of fact, Javier Malay, when he comes on, when I play his clip a little bit later on the show here, about an hour and 15 minutes from now, Javier Malay is going to say that life begins at conception. He acts like he knows. I don't know the answer to that question, right? But my answer has always been that we should err on the side of life. If you're going to make a mistake, if I don't know the answer to that question, we should make a mistake on the side of life. That's my answer. But see, we can all disagree, uh, agree or disagree respectfully on that question. Um, I've got one more clip that I want to play from you from this interview with Donald Trump that I think is interesting to discuss. Uh, and then I want to play the Russell Brand uh, video before we talk to our guest, Samantha Presti. Um, one last clip here from Donald Trump's interview from Meet the Press before we move on. Take a look and a listen. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't really. I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, these are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. 
I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Look, these are political, these are banana republic indictments. These are third world indictments. The president of the United States sees how we're doing. We have a movement, the likes of which has never happened in this country before. And you see it with the polls. I mean, I'm up on these people by 60 points and 59 points. Right. I don't mean at, I'm at 59. I'm leading them by 59. You almost say, like, why are they campaigning? Asa Hutchinson, <laughs> he's at zero. Christie's at two. Other ones are at one. Uh, DeSanctimonious is at nine. I just see a poll come. I mean, I'm leading him by 60 points. Mr. President. And you say, why are they doing it? But here's what they did. They saw this happening. And he went to the attorney general of the United States and he told them, indict Trump. There's just no evidence of that, oh, Mr. What? President. You mean but let's, let's stay Look on track. Look at all the lies I want, he's told. Mr. President, I want to talk Kristen, about wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. He said he was at the World Trade Center and he wasn't. He said he flew airplanes, Get right? It. He didn't. He said he drove trucks. And he didn't. Everything he says is like a lie. It's he's terrible. Talking about Joe Biden. Mr. President, I'm even gonna, his handicap in golf, he said he's a six. He's not. <laughs> even his handicap in golf, he says he's a six. He's not a six. All right. Well, that was Donald Trump's appearance on Meet the Press yesterday. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. Wow. What an audience. 1,400 people. Never in my life have I seen these kinds of numbers on a live stream. It certainly is exciting, and I'm grateful, and I'm glad to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now so that you can get updates when we go live. The Wake Up America shows every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. So it's a great way to start your day. And, you know, the best part of waking up is what? Founding flavors in your cup. Did you see this video over the weekend? Now, this is my opportunity to share this with you. Have a good laugh. We're getting ready to talk about Russell Brand here. And we got Samantha Presti as a character witness here in uh, about 12 minutes from now. She'll be joining us. But did you see this video uh, over the weekend here from a Starbucks employee? Just an FYI, this isn't like, it's not rated R, but it's PG-13. Yeah, Starbucks employee here. Oh my God, what is going on? A Starbucks employee, well, I guess it snuck in after work, or it looks like it's very early in the morning, as you can see here from the light. That's some kind of weirdo diaper thing. And it's taking, and look, this is what they serve, by the way. This is what they serve your whipped cream in from Starbucks, okay? Yeah. That's what you're being served. That that goes into your mouth, okay? Look at that, see? And, and it's touching all over down there, okay? the sound effects good god that's disgusting oh god oh god all right austin that's enough all right listen if you're tired of drinking woke coffee if you're tired if you don't want to drink coffee that's been filtered through a liberal's diaper then it's time today to switch your coffee brand to founding flavors what do you say have you tried my coffee yet my wife and i stephanie we have started up our own little coffee business as a way to spread the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty when you buy coffee from me and my wife stephanie you're supporting the cause of freedom itself, all right? And we promise that none of our coffee gets strained through any kind of diapers or any kind of weirdness here. Um, you know, just normal weirdness that you get from, from libertarians. But when you see stuff like that and you're like, How dare you? It's time for you to consider a switch. Visit ap 4 right now. Give it a try. 
Our delicious, delicious founding flavors coffee comes in several different uh, types. This is our newest type of coffee. It's absolutely delicious. Founding flavors coffee, Thomas's painkiller. It's the Colombian single origin. I put it in a brown bag just to kind of differentiate it from all the other different kinds of coffee that we have that are all delicious, but this one just happens to be my favorite. The Colombian single origin is available at, excuse me, ap4libertyshop.com. And of course, we got all kinds of awesome products over there as well, including my all gun laws are an infringement shirt that you can get again at ap4libertyshop.com. That's ap, the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. Again, if you don't want to have drink coffee that's been strained through a diaper and that will be used to go and fund abortions, then stop drinking that coffee from all of these other companies that are supporting ideals that are working against you. Support the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty. Remember, the price that you see on the site is the price that you get because we are uh, that price is delivered. So a lot of other premium coffee brands, you go and you by the time you get to the cart and you get the shipping and you get the taxes, they definitely cost more than us. So if you see the price and you're like, oh, sticker shock, just remember, we are actually a little bit lower than other premium blends, and we also don't filter our coffee through diapers. So what do you think about that? All right, Russell Brand accused. Uh, Russell Brand was accused in the media of serious criminal allegations by three British news organizations. This investigation was a collaboration by the Sunday Times, uh, the Times of London newspapers, and Channel 4 dispatches a television program that broadcast a documentary about these allegations on Saturday. They reported that women had accused him of sexual assault in a series of incidents between 2006 and 2013. Let's take a listen to what Russell Brand had to say. He dropped this video once he found out that these allegations were going to go public. Take a listen. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. Pause just for a moment there. So he does talk very openly about his promiscuity. Uh, and he also talked about his relationships very openly in the media, which of course, for those for the if, when you're a reporter, and you're someone who wants to try and undermine someone you listen for those kinds of things. And it makes it a lot easier to track people down who are going to talk. Take a listen. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And yeah. I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? 
particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. And we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. And I mean my voice along with your voice. I don't mind them using my books and my stand-up to talk about my promiscuous consensual conduct in the past. What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream media outlets are trying to construct, apparently in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. Now, I don't want to get into this any further because of the serious nature of the allegations, but I feel like I'm being attacked and plainly they are working very closely together. We are. I'm going to tell you something. So as someone who has uh, been of influence at different times in my life, uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a former libertarian presidential candidate, uh, and I became very, got very close to becoming the nominee of the Libertarian Party in 2016. And of course, I ran for the U.S. Senate here in Missouri as a Republican in 2018. And I have been on the receiving end of coordinated attacks, very similar attacks to the ones that Russell Brand is under right now and what you'll find is is that if you're if you've never been in a situation where you become a threat to someone imagine how you know the how powerful many of these pharmaceutical institutions are and these media institutions are who either have uh, a lot of jealousy against Russell Brand or they are concerned about their profitability when Russell Brand attacks them and tells people not to take their product for example uh someone like Russell Brand when he, when people when he tells people you know, that this is good or that's, that's bad. People listen to what he has to say, right? And so you become a threat to people's livelihoods uh, and their ability to earn money. And so there is a strong incentive to try and take someone like him down. When I was running for president in 2016, there were people who would not in a coordinated attack similar to exactly the way that happened to Russell Brand, but there were people who in an uncoordinated fashion, accused me of similar things of Ru- as Russell Brand is being accused and would do so blatantly and openly. And those things would get shared all around social media and all around all the time. And of course, there are people who, are, who go on the hunt and journalists who their sole job is to go out and try and destroy people like this. They do it for a story. They do it for their own fame, their own accolades, or many of them just have their own agenda. But one woman who is going to be joining us here in just a moment. Her name is Samantha Presti. She says she was a woman who had a very brief dalliance with Russell Brand, and she's speaking out about the actor's behavior. It's one of the biggest interviews you're going to see on this topic today, and it's coming up next on the Wake Up America Show, wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're grateful and glad to have you here. This is today, this is the biggest Wake Up America Show audience we have ever seen. 1,855 people watching the Wake Up America Show. We're grateful and glad to have you here. I know for the great majority of you, it is the very first time you've ever seen my face. So welcome to the show. I'm Austin Peterson, your host. 
We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. The Wake Up America show streams live. It's a great way to start your day. So make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now so that you can get more great content. And of course, support the economic, the, the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty. One of those ideas surrounding personal liberty, of course, is free speech. And Russell Brand is now being attacked in the media for what I believe are many of the statements and comments that he's made against the mainstream media and the big pharmaceutical industries over the previous few years. But many people on the other side say, oh no, he's lived this very libidinous lifestyle, he's a rock star. Some people say that they absolutely believe the allegations that are being made against him. Well, you know what? Russell Brand is going to be, he's going to have his day in court. But one of the things that you don't frequently hear are people who are willing to come out and make character statements who have first-hand experience dealing with these kind of people. And yesterday, when I saw my next guest speaking up about Russell Brand on, well, I guess X.com, formerly Twitter, I reached out and asked her if she would join us for an interview. She is an entertainer herself from Birmingham, UK. Uh, she's a comedian, and she says she's a canceled comedian too, so I think she knows what it's like. Her name is Samantha Presti, and she's joining us live right now. Good morning, Sammy. Nice to see you today. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Austin. Yes, uh, thank you very much for joining us. You're very brave to speak out like this uh, at a time when um, uh, many people are being canceled for their views and opinions, especially about such a controversial topic, sexual assault. And knowing what I know about your history, Samantha, you're a person who's spoken out about this issue, aren't you? Yeah, I've been very vocal about women's rights. Um, I was known as a feminist. <laughs> um, I don't know about that now because I'm getting a lot of hate for this and I knew that I would get a lot of hate for this. But I believe in the principle of innocent until, until proven guilty. I believe in the right to a fair trial, the human right to a fair trial. And as of now, when we're broadcasting, there haven't been any actual police charges brought against Russell Brand. So I just felt that it was right to to speak out, not in his defense, but on that principle, because it's inhumane to not just treat him like this, but his family. He's got two young children. His wife is currently pregnant. Um, it's It's just not right that people will just jump to the conclusion um, that he is guilty before this has been proven in a court of law. It's not okay, in my, my opinion, what's happening currently. Well, I think that uh, you'll find that the audience for the Wake Up America show would absolutely agree with you on that principle. We very much believe in the principles of natural rights and individual liberty, of which free speech and the right to a fair trial uh, are, are among them. And when it comes to this question of being tried in the court of uh, the public media before you have a, your actual day in court, we are going to speak about that with an expert this morning about 30 minutes from now, John Miltimore. But I'd like to speak to you, uh, Sammy, specifically because you've had a uh, personal interaction uh, with Russell Brand, with actor Russell Brand. And uh, I'd love it if you would just talk our audience through a little bit about your personal experience with the actor uh, and uh, how you know him. Um, so I've met him countless times by now. I originally met him for the first time 
in 2006, I was in a club. His uh, writing partner and friend, Matt Morgan, was DJing. And he pulled me, as we would say here in the UK. I went back to his flat. Things got hot and heavy. But when it came to crunch time, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And he was not mean to me. So, like, when I was reading the expose in the Times, it, it, you know, I have an opinion of him. I know him kind of intimately I don't know him as a friend I haven't spoken to him for years but my sexual experience with him was was nothing like that described in the article so of course that's going to cause cognitive dissonance for me um but then since then um I came back onto his radar at 2014 we were both involved in a campaign Russell was sticking up for mostly women who were losing their social homes and I got directly involved in that campaign um they even decorated my van with the trues and advertisement for his cafe through era cafe which was raising money for i believe addiction charities at the time so i was heavily involved with him politically in 2014 and onwards and i was also a stand-up comedian so when i'm seeing stand-up comedians like uh daniel sloss come out and say oh everybody knew it was an open secret well hello why didn't anybody warn me if he's such a dangerous man i just think it's um i think rumors have spread since journalists have been asking questions recently i i don't think it's been an open secret for years um I, I haven't heard of any women saying oh be careful with russell brand he hasn't been on the circuit for years because he's passed that he's he's too famous to be on the circuit he can just pull in his own audiences he's been on netflix so it just doesn't add up it just it, it feels like a smear campaign to me i could be wrong if i if i'm proven wrong by a court of law i'll say okay yeah i was wrong but it's 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 just not sitting right with me so he was a um from all of my experience with him he's always been polite um i think he's a good man and you know until um and unless if if um evidence real hard evidence came out to um give us the fact or a conviction that it's otherwise then i would accept that but for now um innocent until proven guilty of course that's that's what a lot of people stand by innocent until proven guilty we've seen these kinds of allegations leveled at people before as a way to destroy them and usually once it's no longer politically profitable for certain people for whatever reason many times those allegations either disappear uh or uh, someone just pays them off and then they go away if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show right now, good morning. We're grateful and glad to have you here as the biggest audience we've ever had on the Wake Up America show. I imagine that it must be for our topic. And of course, our very exciting guest that is joining us right now, Samantha Presti. She is a comedian and she has been a woman's rights activist from Birmingham, UK. She had uh, um, an intimate experience with Russell Brand uh, back um, sometime. W when was this when your personal experience was with Russell Brand, what what was the timing of this? Uh, so when Russell pulled me, <laughs> that was in 2006. So uh, around the time of some of these allegations at the height of his fame. And then I had many, many interactions with him from 2014 onwards as a political activist. Uh, Samantha, do you sort of see like this these kinds of things have happened before to people who are in the media when they get to be big enough you know we have here in the united states these accusations were made against donald trump these allegations have been made against one of his supreme court picks here uh of, of course and they famously they just they sort of disappear when it's again no longer politically profitable 
But you as being someone who has been a women's rights activist, is this something that you've been suspicious of for quite some time that allegations can be made against powerful men in order to take them down, whether they were true or not? Or are you someone who has changed your mind on this issue over the years? Because we had the Me Too movement here in the United States, which really overturned Hollywood and, and politics and the media. And I wonder if, you know, if Me Too has sort of impacted your thinking about allegations and false allegations. Um, well, when it comes to women um, speaking out about a serious issue like sexual abuse, I think, yes, they should be taken seriously, but that should be done within the context of a safe space for them. And going public in the media is not gonna be a safe space for them. So in a therapeutic setting, in a personal setting, and of course, you know, if women are coming forward, they deserve to have compassion and their own due process. But if we override the right to a fair trial with, oh, all women must be believed no matter what, of course, that is wide open to exploitation some women are not good characters that's just a fact you know we're not all angels and I think sometimes um narratives can put women up on a pedestal when um you know we're not all innocent <laughs> done bad things we've all done bad things none of us are perfect so I think um the context of believing women of course, if a friend came to me, if it's in a therapeutic setting, if they're speaking to the police, that should be the assumption that they're telling the truth. But if they're going to the media instead of the police and not following the due process, of course, people are going to be suspicious. Samantha, are you suspicious of this? Do you disbelieve these allegations against him? Um, it doesn't sit right with me. I wouldn't go as, as far as to say what I believe at this point. You know, there's probably going to be... Um, stories coming out over over the months ahead maybe he won't even ever get arrested who knows um but having been in the entertainment industry my whole adult life i've seen i've seen not just women but men you know exploit others manipulate them for for money for popularity i was dating another celebrity around the same time that this um encounter with russell happened and a glamour model sold a story on this other celebrity and his publicist had actually come to me and said, would you do a story? Because we know you'll, sell, you'll, you'll tell the truth. And I was like, no, it's not my style. I'm not going to do a story. And then I watched as all these lies got told about him in the media um, from, from women that you know, wanted money and fame. Um, so to think that some women don't just want money and fame and will step over others to get it is naive. That's a really good point. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. We're grateful and glad to have you here as our audience today. The biggest audience the Wake Up America show has ever seen, over 1,400 people watching us live right now. We're grateful and glad to have you here. Make sure that you click like on the stream and subscribe to the channel so you can get updates when we go live. And if it's your first time watching us, which I imagine <laughs> such a big audience it is, make sure that you subscribe to the channel so that you can get updates when we go live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. I'm speaking to Samantha Presti. She is an entertainer from the UK uh, who had a brief dalliance with Russell Brand, but also worked with him on women's rights issues in the UK. And she says something just doesn't smell quite right about many of these allegations that are made against him because her experience with Russell Brand, the actor, were just not that way. Now, many in the media have already decided that he's guilty, but 
of course, we're going to wait until uh, the actual criminal allegations come out and we'll, there will be discovery in the courts and we'll see how Russell Brand handles these allegations. But everyone from his former wife, his ex-wife, Katy Perry, to others are, have already said, lock him up and throw away the key. So we, the only time will tell. Samantha, I, I don't know if you still have any contact with the actor Russell Brand, but I wonder, you know, if you had an opportunity to say something to him today, what would you say? Well, um, he, like me, has had some serious mental health issues in his past, uh, which he has spoken openly about, and he's helped a lot of people with mental health issues, addiction issues. And my main concern for him is is for his well-being and the well-being of his family and his pregnant wife. So I would just say to him, take good care of yourself, focus on you, shut off the social media, focus on the basics, don't let yourself self-neglect and just take care of you, your family, and focus on your connection with your higher power because it's got you this far. Samantha, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Perhaps uh, let people know where they can follow you online or any final words? Um, yeah, if you want to keep up with me, I'm at Sammy Presti on Twitter. That's S-A-M-M-I-E. And my final words are that I believe in the human right to a fair trial, innocent until proven guilty. Quite lovely, Sammy Presti. I think our audience would agree with you on that, as we all should in Western civilization uh, uh, on the Wake Up America show. Thank you very much for your time today. Good luck, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you very, very much. much. That's, That's Sammy Presti. You can follow her on x.com at Sammy Presti, uh, and that is S-A-M-M-I-E, Sammy Presti, uh, over at x.com. Hopefully someone will share that in the chat. What did you think of that? I thought she did a fair job. Someone who had an actual experience up close with Russell Brand says that this doesn't sound like the man that she knows. I, I saw an interesting tweet from Carl Benjamin yesterday on this topic. You can um, you probably remember him as Sargon of Akkad. And here's what he had to say. He said that four anonymous women were approached by reporters to make allegations against at Rusty Rockets, that's Russell Brand, years after the purported occurrences because Brand is influential and in opposition to the regime narrative. Don't take my word for it. This is from their article. So the Times and Sunday Times article. Take a listen to this and consider this in context. Here's what they wrote. All, all being all of these women, said they felt ready to speak only after being approached by reporters. Several said they felt compelled to do so, given Brand's newfound prominence as an online wellness influencer with millions of followers on YouTube and other sites. Think about that for just a moment. They felt ready to speak about being sexually assaulted by Brand only after being approached by reporters. Several said they felt compelled to do so given Brand's newfound prominence as an online wellness influencer. Let's put our thinking caps on here. Let's, let's pretend that Judge Napolitano is in here like he usually is on Wednesdays, and it's big brain time here. That is sus. If the only reason that you felt compelled to come forward is because of his newfound prominence being approached by reporters and his newfound prominence as an online wellness influencer. Now, when we say online wellness influencer, 
I think, you know, that speaks to me of like, you know, pills and green smoothies and different things like that. But I think we all know what Russell Brand's true crime has been. Russell Brand's true crime has been that he has discarded the mainstream narratives that are foisted on us every day through the corporate press and through the government. And as we all know, and as we have seen and discussed at ad nauseum last week about how government and big tech are in bed with one another to advance a narrative that is a pro-government narrative when it came to COVID-19, lockdowns, mask policies, vaccines, etc., that there is an enemies list that the government of the United States, and I mean, if the United States government is doing it, you know that the UK government is doing it, right? If, if America is one of the least authoritarian governments in the world relative to, say, North Korea or China, etc., I know many of my anarchist friends would disagree with me on that one, but that's a debate for another day, then you know that the government, the UK government, is not only spying on its citizens through social media, but also doing something similar to what the United States government has been proven in a court of law as of last week to be doing, which is to be demanding the censorship and suppression of opinions like Russell Brand's and others. Remember, this voice that you're listening to right now, for those of you who know, was only recently demonetized on YouTube for God knows what reason a couple of weeks ago for the things that we say on this show here, because we also defy mainstream narratives and we also defy alternative alt-stream narratives as well. Uh, this is probably one of the more independent shows in the world. We're a two-person operation, me and my lovely wife, Stephanie, and we don't owe anybody anything and nobody owes us. And that's why I can say what I want to say here on the Wake Up America show five days a week, two hours a day, because there are no strings being pulled here. And when people like Russell Brand get into positions like this, like the one that I'm in right now, where you don't owe anyone anything. For example, I saw that Russell Brand's management actually cut him loose. Now he's actually becoming more free in some ways to speak his truth and what he believes. Um, that makes you a very dangerous person, right? People like Russell Brand are extremely dangerous because they aren't being held back by, at this point, anything other than the criminal allegations that are held against him and his desire to not self-incriminate, which I absolutely support and believe that he should be doing. He should be very careful about what he says publicly, and otherwise I would have reached out to him for his own interview on this one. But as it is, I think this Samantha Presti, who joined us today, is probably one of the better character witnesses uh, that there are out there. Remember, she was actually a campaigner for women's rights. If you look up Samantha Presti and many of her, uh, much of her work over the last 10 years has been dealing with human rights issues, specifically women's rights, uh, and she claims to have worked with Russell Brand on those issues. So. This is not the type of person, this is not some right-wing, you know, kook, some crazy person from Florida who's, you know, trying to get Donald Trump re-elected here in the United States that could be easily written off as some right-wing troll, etc. This is a person, a woman, Samantha Presti, who comes from the left. And Russell Brand comes from the left. But we have seen time and time again what happens to people who dare to leave the Democrat plantation, who dare to wander off of the reservation. Look at Tim Pool, for example, what they do to Tim Pool. Tim Pool is frequently uh, labeled as if he is some kind of right-wing maniac when he's really just left of center. My brother, Justin Peterson, who's joined me, uh, who joined us on the show last Friday, which was the biggest show we'd done until today. Hallelujah. Welcome to the show. My brother, Justin Peterson, who still considers himself to be 
left of center, who still calls himself a liberal, voted Republican for the very first time in his life in 2020 because of what the woke have adopted in regards to social views and philosophy. They have adopted a cultural Marxism that has become a cancer to them, and it's eating away at American society. Look at, his, look at what's happened to Hollywood. It's, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense why Russell Brand hasn't been getting the big Hollywood jobs anymore, because he does not fit the narrative of what woke Hollywood, the woke media, the woke corporations, like through BlackRock, Vis-a-Vis, and others, uh, have for us, and what they want to force us to do in regards to their social agenda and their social platforms. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm glad to have you here. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Thanks so much for tuning in here. The Wake Up America show has just been taking off like a rocket in the last couple of weeks, and we're grateful and glad to have you here. Um, it's exciting to see over a thousand people watching us now here on the Wake Up America show. Grateful to have you here. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the news today. Perhaps there's breaking news that's occurring right now and I can't even see it because I'm live right now on Rumble. If you've got something that you'd like to share with the show and you want to have your opinions heard, you can text us at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586 is the text line. Uh, And if you'd like to remain anonymous when I read your text, just let us know and we'll be glad to keep your identity secret here on the Wake Up America show. We don't want to dox anyone, but if you'd like to have your voice heard and you don't mind us saying who it is, then let us know either way. The text line again is open and you can text me night or day. I always check those when I'm working on the show in the evenings, late in the evenings. Um, I'm always checking the text. Sometimes people send me texts at odd hours of the day uh, and I always check it at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open at 573-319-1586. The Wake Up America show has been the project of me. Uh, and my lovely wife, and the support, of course, of what we call the Cantina crew, the live commenters this morning, who we're super grateful for, for having supported the show. Now, our one year and two week anniversary of the Wake Up America show, we used to stream to 20 or 30 people in the morning. And now here we are streaming to over a 1000. We're grateful and glad to have all of the support of all of the individuals who have been tuning into the show since we got started before the success. Uh, and of course, for all the new people here, we're glad to have you here as well. Uh, and I'd love to introduce you to our good friends who have helped us to weather the storms. When the finances were, were down, down in the early days, we weren't making much money. Lear Capital stepped in and said, you know what, Austin, we believe in you and your message. We're going to take a risk. We're going to invest in your podcast to help you to, to support these ideals that we believe in as well. Lear Capital are just like me. They believe in economic freedom and personal liberty. When I used to campaign for Ron Paul, there was this lovely young lady by the name of Rachel who worked for Ron Paul in his office, and she would let me know when they were going to be trying to do things like circulate petitions to audit the Federal Reserve, right? Find out what's going on with our money. Why are we, is our currency being inflated to no ends? And Rachel and I became friends. Well, one day she took a job working for Lear Capital and she reached out to me and the rest of his, the rest is history. Lear Capital became the sponsor for the Wake Up America show, and they offer amazing deals for people who are interested in buying gold and silver, which I believe in. I recommend Lear Capital to my mother-in-law, okay? I recommend it to my friends and my family, so I'm proud and happy to recommend and endorse them for your investment needs. If you've already got stocks and bonds and you've already squirreled away a portion of your money into 
real estate or what have you, well, you haven't really completed your portfolio until you've got that cornerstone. Gold and silver is a great way to hedge your bets against the inflationary powers of the Federal Reserve and say, hey, listen, I'd like to have something tangible that I can put away that I know will increase slowly in value over time. And gold has historically done that. Here's a great deal. $500 account credit if you call that number today. 1-800-885-2175. If you want to get $500 off your first purchase of gold and silver at Lear Capital, you got to call them today. You can visit the website as well just to get a free information packet. But if you want the $500 account credit, you got to call them and lock it in. 1-800-885-2175. So when I say lock it in, what do I mean? I mean that you call them, you get your account set up. You may not necessarily fund your account today. You may not purchase today. Maybe you're not ready and maybe you don't at all. And that's your own right. It's your money, of course. But if you want to lock in the account credit in case the deals change, which they sometimes do, you want to call that number today. Get your account set up and lock in that $500 account credit. 1-800-885-2175 is the phone line. Call that number today. Get your account set up and get that account credit uh, set in. If you call that number, 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. All right, when we get back, John Miltimore is going to talk about uh, the bigger picture here in these allegations against actor Russell Brand and about what it really means to be innocent until proven guilty. Talk about that as well as his reaction to Donald Trump's comments on the Wake Up America show. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad to have you here. Thanks so much to Rumble for featuring us today on the front page. It's just crazy to see how much the show has grown. When we first started a a year and two weeks ago, uh, we had no idea what was going to happen. Me and my wife. uh, I left my job in radio and said, I'm going to do my own show, podcasting full time, and maybe I'll fail and I'll destroy our family. And (laughs) uh, thankfully, that has not been the case. But of course, it's been the help and support from people out there like Siraj Hashmi out at Rumble, my friend Anang Bai, my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, Scott Fawn, who donates this studio space to us as well here in Jefferson City, Missouri. And of course, the support of our regular guests, people who have been coming in and joining us since we started they didn't come on because they wanted to get famous they wanted to come on because they either support me or they support the ideas that we believe in one of those guests who is a regular for mondays is john miltimore he comes in and joins us every monday so we call it mondays with miltimore he's from the foundation for economic education and he's joining us now rags to riches john rags to riches Hey, it's a great story. Nice to see. I, I I came on Rumble. I just signed up for Rumble. I, I I hadn't been. I was trying to do it last week before our show, and 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 didn't get finished. But I did just get verified. And I saw you had a you have a, a nice great big audience today. Yeah, great a big audience. We're glad to have them. We love to hear from them as well, John. I always ask them to send me a text message about what they think about the news stories that we're discussing. One listener did just that. They sent a text at five seven three. 3191586. Here's what they had to say about these allegations against Russell Brand. If the allegations against Brand are true, that will be disappointing to say the least, but I agree it's innocent until proven guilty, and it can be unfair when the media paints the accused in the most awful light possible. Brand is a comedian and his comedy isn't for everyone. He goes the line and can certainly be raunchy, so bringing up comments he may or may not have made in his career seem irrelevant. Of course, we don't know the specifics, but the court of public opinion can certainly be heavy-handed when it comes to fact or fiction. Agree or disagree, John? 
No, I, I think he's pretty much spot on, you know, like all of us are trying to interpret this right now. And, and you know, I've, th- there's so much, right? When, you, when you're looking at different accusations from different people, some of these things are, are look really trivial, like, oh, he was emotionally controlling. Okay, yeah, people are like that, especially powerful people. A lot of people are emotionally controlling. Um, you, you have the power of exit. If you don't like that, you can leave. Um, other accusations are more serious. Um, and, and, you know, like those things are going to people are going to look and they're going to make their determination. And it's hard because, you know, this is this is where I come in. Even our you, you took something very simple, like the definition definition of rape. Um, that has changed. It's not the same definition that we had many years what ago. Do you mean? People, the, the definition of rape means, you know, like, like you can look, you, you ask different people what that means. Um, if two people go to bed together at night, maybe strangers, maybe not, and they have intercourse, well, was one pressured into it? Was one, you know, did, w- w- when was consent given? Where was it given? Um, you know, for me, like, like let's let's face it, people get drunk and, and, and take drugs and do stupid things sometimes. Like, I, I I don't support that behavior. I think that's bad behavior, but people do that in, in a lot. It's, it's very common. Um, and people sometimes regret those decisions. Um, and, and sometimes people think, well, I wasn't clear-headed or, or maybe I, I didn't actually want that. He made me want that or she made me want that. It wasn't my choice. Um, and, and all these things can get can get blurred. Um, and we've seen people go to jail for like, like in consensual relationships, right? Like, um, where may- maybe they did cross lines again, where those lines are, you ask different people, they're, they're always moving. Um, so, so even something as simple as that you say rape, it means different things to d- different people. Um, and it makes all this very fuzzy. I think there's a lot of very powerful people scared because, uh, powerful people, a, a lot of them, they have lots of sex, they have lots of relationships. And and when you do that, you burn bridges, right? You anger people. Um, and when you're powerful, you have a target on your back and you get some people that are vindictive, like they can hurt you. We saw the, the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, right? Like Johnny Depp was almost destroyed. He was almost destroyed forever. Um, he was able to go and in, in, in win a lawsuit and, and, and Amber Heard was the one that was basically destroyed. Um, so all of this stuff early, you know, uh, People are going to view it through the political lens. And and that's unfortunate because we're talking about potentially criminal behavior. You don't want to see people interpreting this stuff through through politics. Um, but that's what's going to happen, I think, in the in the brand case a lot. Glad that you brought up the Amber Heard case, because that might be the only high profile case that we've seen where the allegations actually turn back around against the person making the accusations and they're the ones who had their opinion destroyed. So in that situation, it might actually have given some people pause, but we haven't seen any other situations. And certainly in this scenario like this, where you know these accusers are unnamed or it's alleged, the media did the hit job before the court case has been filed. So it's the accusations first and then the criminal case. But in theory, shouldn't the criminal case be filed before the media goes and does the hit job? You would think so, which, which you know, there is, you know, one of the things you're going to hear talked about a lot is the level of coordination here. And, and there, there does seem to be an, a, a coordinated media effort. Um, and that's kind of chilling because we all know what Russell Brand's been talking about, right? Russell Brand was poking at sacred cows. He was, he was poking at very um, powerful institutions. He was wrecking Pfizer um he was he was a full-throated you know dissident uh, on on the pandemic stuff 
Um, and his work, I was, I was very impressed with his work. He became one of those guys. I, I enjoyed watching his stuff occasionally because he was, he was all in on telling people, find your, your individual power, seek truth. You know, he, he kind of had a hippie feel to him. He's not some right-wing guy, but, but he's somebody that didn't like the authoritarianism emerging in our, in our world today and was actively fighting against it. And, and then this happens and, and, and we don't know, like, like you don't, this has happened to people who weren't doing that too, right? Harvey Weinstein was not into politics. To the extent he was into politics, he was given money to powerful leftist figures, right? Um, and he got taken down. So we don't know, you know, like like how coordinated this is. We don't know if it was a, a, a big media thing or if, if, if um, his brand's accusers have come, you know, kind of behind the scenes to help do this, or if there was bigger players at play. We just don't know. Um, but the fact that we suspect there could be bigger players at play that wanted to shut this guy up, that in itself is kind of scary to me. I, I don't like that. I don't like that my brain could be going there saying people didn't like what he was saying and they they gave stuff to British media to to help destroy this guy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Just the fact that we that people like yourself and myself who don't immediately jump on the conspiracy train on everything that comes out, the fact that people like yourself and myself are a little bit more level headed about these kinds of things would suspicion that things like this are a coordinated hit um, probably should give one pause. But uh, the thing is, is that, John, you know, having run for office a couple of times, I've been on the receiving ends of accusations like these. Hell, before I was you know, anybody at all with, you know, 700 or 1,000 people watching my live streams in the morning um, back in like, uh, gosh, what this, I can't remember what year it was, but I remember I was actually the victim of of an assault by someone uh, and then they turned around and accused me of what they had done to me in order to protect themselves. And this was before the Me Too, Me Too movement. But the, here's the, the, the unspoken discussion here, John, is this concept of believe all women that the Me Too movement popularized. It was that if you were a woman, you were to be believed no matter what you say. I think Amber Heard probably did a lot of damage to that, but I think it probably still rings true. If someone makes an accusation and you're a man, you're guilty before you're proven innocent. People just automatically believe them. Why? And is that wrong? It's absolutely wrong. Like, you don't believe all men. You don't believe all women. And we've seen they like that slogan, but they, they don't actually follow that slogan when, when it's the wrong politician getting hit. Um, you know, like, like they're not believing that person. Like there's, you know, Joe Biden has his own, you know, uh, uh, sexual accusers too. No one's, you know, says we should believe her. Um, there is the weaponization here of, of, of sex, um, and and it's it's scary, it's dangerous. Um, I you know years ago you, you had a lot of people writing. It's going to lead to a, a, a completely different way in people the way they they approach sexual liaisons, and um, and, and maybe in one part that's good, like like right, like it's going to make people think, oh my gosh, like I got to be much more careful. Uh, but the culture itself is a very sick one, right? Um, I mean, that's remember it, it's, when, it's, it's remember when Mike Pence, sorry to interrupt. Do you remember when Mike mm -hmm. Pence got attacked for having what's now known as the Mike Pence rule, where yes. he does not have lunch meetings or private meetings with women at all? If some, if another, like a staffer or somebody isn't pres present, a tad prescient, if you will, maybe ahead of his time. Yeah. You know, I've, I've stuck up for the, for Pence and the Pence rule in the past and people like have been kind of shocked by that. And and look, and I, I said, I, I, I'm not saying I even practice the, the Pence rule. Um, I don't have a rule. I am very judicious about spending time with single women. It's funny because my, my wife goes and has lunch with male coworkers all the time. It doesn't bother me. I don't think about it. 
But me, I don't think I would be. I'm not a guy going having lunch with 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 single women, you know, or or even married women. Um, no, I don't like if, if it happens, it happens. I'm like I'm not consciously avoiding those situations, but I think it's prudent to avoid them. Um, it's the same way, like like again, like it, it, living defensively in this culture. I don't drive my friends' kids home alone. I always have another person in the car with me. You know, like I think that as a parent is kind of makes sense because you know, like. It, you're you're protected then, right? Like you know, I have another adult or parent in the car at all times with with other people's kids, um, and and it just kind of insulates you from from if it's just you two people in a room, people can you know they can act in bad faith or they can some people just create things in their head, right? We know like like humans are very capable of, of misinterpreting situations and and things. So I think Pence was kind of ahead of things. You know, oppression's the right word for it. Um, and it's a shame we have to be that way, you know, remember, like, I, I, remember he was being attacked, but not because he was just some prude or something like that. He was being attacked because women were saying, well, this actually hurts our job opportunities, our career opportunities, because we can't, you, we can't go and have lunch with our boss or we can't invite our boss, our male boss for drinks after work or have the opportunity to climb the corporate ladder because our bosses don't want to be seen as alone with us. I mean, unfortunately, there is going to be a little bit of drive-by collateral damage in this kind of a situation. But I mean, I advocate for the pence rule for most men that they stay away from situations where they are alone with women or they are alone with kids. And boy, that sucks because I, I you know, not being able to spend time alone with kids. I love kids, John, and and I, I'm planning on becoming a father soon. And and when that happens, like I love to be around kids, but. There's danger, especially like if my star were to continue to rise, then I, the target just gets on your back. Hopefully, the culture changes, but we sort of we are in a war of of that involves gender, and, and we are in a battle of the sexes to some degree. And you know, transgenderism is included included of that. But there's also this. Uh, I saw this story the other day, John. I'm gonna let me read this headline to you. This is from Daily Mail. It says MAGA is the leading red flag for 18 to 34-year-old women, while men are turned off by women with political opinions in a new survey on dating trends. You're laughing. MAGA is a red flag for 18 to 34-year-old women. So if the women say, I remember when I was single, um, that it would the women on their Tinder profiles would say, swipe left if you voted for Trump. And at that point, I hadn't voted for Trump yet. I did, I did in 2020, but I hadn't yet at that point. And I just swiped left because that's annoying because I guess I'm like most men, I'm turned off by women with political opinions. Just kidding. <laughs> but it's sort of the concept. I mean, this is the, the the politicization of everything, even dating and relationships. I mean, to some extent, it looks like Gen Z, like men and women, they're sick of each other. I guess I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is unfortunate that politics gets injected and everything. It was kind of funny. I had some neighbors over the weekend that they're, they're older people. Um, they're they're snowbirds, so they're getting back heading to Florida. So we had some of the neighbors over, and and he likes to he likes to Biden bash. You know, he's an old guy, and he likes it. And his wife says, "Stop it, stop it." You know, like because in mixed company, he doesn't like it that she does that. And, and I'm like, ah, he can you know sound off a little bit. But she mentioned he does this like with with her circle of friends, and they 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 the older women hate it because they like you know. Um, and I said, it is unfortunate because we, th this is the world we live in. Like everybody kind of, we end up talking about these things and the president shouldn't matter the way it does. We, we like, it was never supposed to be this way. 
Um, and, and somewhere, uh, you know, like maybe, maybe 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, like, like it, it, it be, the, the presidency became elevated in our, you know, if you liked the wrong person, you were a bad guy, or if you didn't like a certain person, you're a bad guy. Um, that's not how it's supposed to work, you know? And, but, but I think we're, we're so divided ideologically and politically as a country that that's where we are. Um, and I think the best thing is just to kind of steer clear of talking politics a lot. Like I, and I don't like talking anyway, I'm mad at you, Austin. I had to go watch that stupid meet the press interview, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I have to watch Kristen Welker and Donald Trump? It was so painful. I'm um, sorry, but I have to, because it's my job. I'm a talk news reporter here. Same here. I got to watch these things too. It's part of so the occupational uh, hazard. All right. So before we before we get to that real quick, let me reset. For those who are just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're grateful and glad to have you here as an audience member. I know for the hundreds and hundreds of you who are watching here uh, today, it's probably your very first time watching the show. I'm grateful and glad to have you here. Make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching right now so that you can come back and join us. I know for a lot of people out there who are busy, you've got kids, you're getting ready in the morning, you might not have, you say to yourself, oh, I'll just remember AP for Liberty and I'll see him tomorrow, okay? But you might forget, right? So if that way, this way, you you know, you've got a little insurance so that tomorrow morning, if you want to watch the show, we are every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. If you just click subscribe on the Rumble channel you're watching us on right now, AP for Liberty, that way you don't have to remember AP for Liberty. And you can just come back and join us tomorrow morning for more great guests, topic and topics and content like what you're hearing right now. So click like and subscribe. And of course, you can text the show as well. Put us in your phone. So that way you can text us anytime you like at 573-319-1586. I've got clips of the Javier Millet interview with Tucker Carlson that I'm going to play with you here in about 10 minutes. You don't want to miss that as well. So make sure you stick around after John Miltimore. But John's got one more topic that I want to have him discuss. He is an editor at large at the Foundation for Economic Education. John joins us every Monday. We call it Mondays with Miltimore, and he's joining us right now. Uh, he doesn't like talking politics, even though he works for a freaking political institution. Okay, John. So uh, get off your high horse here and give us your reaction to what Donald Trump had to say about abortion. Uh, he says everybody's going to like what he has to say about his position on abortion. Your your reaction to that? Well, Trump knows that's not true, right? And and I I, I see what he's trying to do here. He keeps saying it's going to be it's going to be great. We're gonna we're gonna all come together. We're gonna have the we're gonna come up with a certain number of weeks. We're going to a certain week. Um, th there's no way this country, you know, comes together on abortion and comes up with a federal solution for abortion where we say, OK, this is the correct number of weeks. Now, now, I will say um, I, I, I've said for a long time, the federal government shouldn't, you know, like this is there's nothing in the Constitution that, that says to me, you know, and I could be wrong, but I see nothing in the Constitution that says that they have the power to legislate this at the federal level. Um, that said, you look, it, it would if it. Uh, if we other European countries, they're, they don't bitterly fight over it the way we do here, right? Like then they do um, have, you know, the, like if you look at France or, or or Germany or Denmark, take any other European country, their their abortion laws are not nearly as permissive as ours, right? And they just say, oh, okay, after after twelve weeks, you can't, you know, or after ten weeks, you can't have an abortion. Um, the United States is is really the the outlier in the world on that issue. Um, so you have all this, this hodgepodge of different states have different rules, and it's the most. Let, let's face it, it's the but, most but bitterly. That, you're, you're speaking about the principle, and I want to hear you talk about the politics. He's getting attacked by conservatives, obviously DeSantis supporters and others, for his comments and his statements. There, I agree with you on the principle, 
John, but do you think that this makes any difference at all in the primary? Oh, probably not. I, I think Trump's going to walk away at the primary. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone is going to even we got to get used to it. Point. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, he's there. Like, I, 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 I'm not, you know, I, I don't support the guy. I'm saying that as somebody that can't, like, and I watch that, and it reminds me of all the things about that Trump that annoy me. Like, like and if you look, he, he's, he's all like, he's to watch Donald money Trump guy. govern the country from jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't think he's ever going to see the inside of a prison cell. Like, I, I think these are political charges. I don't think any of this is going to stick. Um, but it, could it could it hurt him in the election? Sure. Could it help him in the election? Sure. Um, who knows? We live in this age of trying to guess politically what's going to happen is, is really difficult. Like, and, and I still say Joe Biden, Donald Trump. I wouldn't be surprised if if, if one or two of those guys aren't the, the nominees. Like, like I, I think we're, we're going to it's going to be a wild 2024 politically. Yeah, no, I completely agree. John Miltimore, he is an editor at large at the Foundation for Economic Education. John, is there anything you'd like to else you'd like to share with the 700 people watching us now? No, I'm, you know, basically I, I, I'm on Substack. I always tell people JJ Milt, uh, the take at Substack. You can also find all of our content on fee.org, F-E-E.org. There you go, John Miltimore. Hey, from rags to riches, you were with us before the fame and the success. John, we appreciate you very much. You've been a part of the success of this show as well as a regular on Mondays. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for all the good work you do for freedom. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Austin. Have a good week. Thank you very much. That's John Miltimore, again, editor-at-large at the Foundation for Economic Education. You can follow him on x.com at Miltimore79. That's a, uh, M-I-L-T-I, Miltimore, M-O-R-E, 79. Miltimore79 over at x.com. He's a great follow, and he does great work over there. We appreciate you very much. For those who are just tuning in the Wake Up America show, good morning. Grateful and glad to have you here. Today's been the show that's been the biggest show in the Wake Up America show history. Good God. It's exhausting and also quite terrifying. <laughs> uh, we're glad to have you here, though, as an audience member for the show, and we hope that you're enjoying the content that you're viewing right now. I could wax nostalgic and poetic about the Wake Up America show when we started from our humble roots just a year ago and all of the ups and downs, but I'm sure most of you don't want to hear about it. You'd rather hear about the news. We've been talking this morning about criminal allegations against ru actor and podcaster Russell Brand uh, by women who claimed that he sexually assaulted them. Now, Russell Brand is denying those allegations and claiming that he is innocent of all these charges, but he's already been found guilty in the court of public opinion. Let's hear what Russell Brand has to say very briefly before we move on. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on and things like that, as well as uh, the latest news is that his management company actually dumped him. That's news as of this morning. This channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. 
These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? Particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. And we saw a spate of headlines from media. Yeah, you know, Russell Brand claiming that this is a coordinated attack by people who disagree with him. And you know what? Uh, a lot of people agree with Russell Brand, including one of uh, my favorite journalists, Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald tweeted, look how manipulatively, manipulatively corporate media weaponizes trite, primitive political labels. New York Times, Mr. Brand built a significant following where he interviews prominent conservative figures. Brand's recent interviews, Cornell West, Noam Chomsky, Marianne Williamson. There, see, where he often opines on wellness and interviews prominent conservative figures. That's the accusation of course, right there by the New York Times, interviews prominent conservative figures as if there's something wrong with that. And of course, here's Glenn Greenwald with the receipts talking to Cornell West, Noam Chomsky, and Marianne Williamson. It would be funny if it weren't so disgusting. Anyway, so we've got something for you that's not disgusting here. I'm very excited to introduce to you the one of the greatest candidates running for office in elections anywhere in the world. Argentinian presidential candidate Javier Millet is running for president of Argentina, a country that's been racked by the ravages of socialistic policies and hyperinflation, a South American country which might be prepared to institute the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty that we believe in here on the Wake Up America show. I'm gonna, I've got some incredible clips for you of his interview with Tucker Carlson, and I'm going to play those for you here in just a brief moment. But before I do, uh, I want to take the opportunity to introduce to you our small business, my, me and my wife's American Dream, is the AP for Liberty shop, where we've got great merchandise the, for people who believe in freedom like we do. All gun laws are an infringement, an awesome shirt designed by yours truly, as well as delicious founding flavors coffee that we bring to you. My favorite flavor of all of our brands is the Thomas's painkiller. I gave it my favorite founding father's moniker as well as a brown paper bag so that you know that this is the most special of all the flavors. It's AP's favorite. Now, they're all delicious. I love Jeffersonian Java as well that you can get at apforlibertyshop.com, but I suggest you try them all. Excuse me, and decide which one is your favorite. Thomas's painkiller is a Colombian single origin roast that is unbelievable. I'm drinking it right now. And I drink my own coffee every single morning. I recommend it to my family. And of course, I'm gonna be, everybody that I know and love is going to be getting it as gifts this year. Definitely check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, go to apforlibertyshop.com and browse around. Take a look at all of the awesome products we have, as well as some awesome Halloween shirts. I just ordered a, uh, a shirt for myself last night. That government is scary shirt where I think it's, just, it's a great Halloween costume if you don't have a lot of money and you're getting destroyed by Bidenomics this year, but you want to go to a Halloween party and not be like, oh, why didn't you dress up? Well, we've got a great shirt over there that just says government in spooky letters, green spooky letters. So get that at apforlibertyshop.com and get yourself a bag of Founding Flavors coffee as well. Again, at apforlibertyshop.com. 
All right. Well, uh, some people say if you're only going to watch a few minutes of Tucker Carlson's interview with Javier Malay, then these are the three minutes of it to watch. Take a look and a listen to what I think is one of the most exciting candidates for office in the world. Javier Malay is running for the president of Argentina. Take a look and a listen. What advice would you give to America? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to pause there. I, I will be narrating over this video because he is speaking in Spanish. For those who might be listening to the audio version of this podcast, which I'll be cutting later, they won't be able to perhaps understand the Spanish language. So I will be sort of narrating for Javier Malay. I apologize if that offends anyone's ears here. I will do my best and try and not be as annoying as possible. But I will be, even though you can see the subtitles on the screen, I will be narrating Javier Millet's part of these clips. So let's continue. Americans having lived it. Que nunca abracen las ideas de socialismo. Of socialism. Que nunca se dejen Never seducir por el canto de la sirena de la justicia social. Que no se dejen Don't atrapar por esa frase nefasta que donde hay una ansiedad nace el derecho. Pero que eso no se hace solo. Para eso hay que estar we preparado y hay que dar la batalla cultural día a día. Y que hay que tener cuidado porque ellos no tienen problema en meterse adentro del Estado y aplicar las técnicas de Gramsci, seduciendo a artistas, seduciendo, o sea, la cultura, seduciendo a los medios de comunicación. Eh, o metiéndose en los contenidos content. de la educación. Hay que tener mucho you cuidado, hay que cortarles el financiamiento y hay que hacerlos competir a, a la par. Y al mismo tiempo hay time, que concientizar a los empresarios de que es necesario que más eh, Milton Friedman decía Milton que la función social del empresario era ganar dinero. Bueno, con eso solo no alcanza. Parte de la inversión tiene que ser invertir en los defensores de la ciudad de la libertad para que los socialistas no puedan avanzar. Porque si no lo hacen, ellos se van a meter en el Estado y desde el Estado van a, in, van a imponer una agenda que a, la, a de largo plazo va a terminar destruyendo todo lo que toca. Entonces, ahí, digamos, es necesario so un fuerte compromiso de todos los creadores de riqueza para luchar contra el socialismo, contra el estatismo, entender que si eso no se hace, so, los socialistas siempre van a seguir intentando. Porque, ¿cuál es el punto? Como ellos intentan Since vivir de los demás sin trabajar, working, ellos son incansables en buscar eso. Porque su leitmotiv en la vida es vivir de los otros. Entonces ellos no ceden nunca en, en, este, en este mecanismo de apropiación de, de la riqueza y del dinero o de la generación de ingresos de otro. Entonces esa batalla tiene que ser dada de manera permanente. No se puede descansar porque cuando uno descansa, el socialismo avanza. There it is. That's Javier Malay. That is, woo -hoo -hoo -hoo, that is some good stuff. Some good stuff.
I see someone just made an order from wakeupamericashow.com. Thank you very much for that. Every dollar that you put in the Wake Up America show goes to fight against socialism. If life has been kind to you, send it forward to people like myself and my wife, Stephanie Peterson, who are engaged every single day in the fight against socialism, against central planning, against big government, against statism. We stand for and with the Javier Malays of the world. I wholeheartedly endorse and support this candidate for president of Argentina, and I do hope and wish for his safety and security down there because we know how dangerous those countries are. As a matter of fact, a presidential candidate in Ecuador was recently assassinated, so we do hope that those who are following Javier Malay down there in Argentina will keep him safe and secure. But remember his message when you're considering supporting shows like the Wake Up America show. When you buy a bag of coffee from APforLibertyShop.com, we take that money and we invest it right back into this show. We invest it into documentaries, and one day we hope to invest it into libertarian filmmaking, but we can only get there with you, which is why I want to ask you, if you're watching us right now and you've been enjoying the content, that you consider becoming a monthly supporting subscriber of the show. And you can do so at multiple different levels. If you are watching us on rumble.com right now, you can become a monthly subscriber through Rumble, and we'd be very grateful for that. I know if you're on a mobile phone that you're not capable of doing that, I understand. You'll have to go to a laptop or a computer in order to be able to become a monthly subscriber through rumble.com. That's just how it is. You can also donate Rumble Ranch right now to help us to fight against socialism as well. Do us a favor and become a monthly subscriber. You get a 20% discount if you're a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show. And not only do you get a 20% discount, but you also get entered in monthly prize drawings. One of our friends, Matt Unruh, actually won a free, real AK-47. Uh, yeah, one of those scary ones. A real one, working one, that the left doesn't want you to have. We gave that away just a few months ago. And of course, we give away other great prizes from APforLibertyShop.com. So consider becoming a monthly subscriber, just like Kermode Bear is over on the Wake Up America show. Corey and Callie, I see over on Rumble as well as a monthly subscriber. Andy Opperman, of course, is a monthly subscriber, huge monthly subscriber, and we're grateful to him for his support. Uh, he is uh, actually a member of Benjamin's Brigade, I believe, is uh, over. Yes, I believe over at uh, wakeupamericashow.com slash support. So if you go to wakeupamericashow.com, com slash support. I just dropped there in the chat. Um, you can become a monthly sustaining member. You get a 20% discount. You get a prize giveaway. If you're a member of Peterson's Patriots or above, so if you're a 1776 a month supporter, you're going to get a free gift in the mail right away and you get on the Peterson family Christmas card list. So lots of great reasons to become a monthly subscriber. And of course, you're following the footsteps of Javier Millet, who says that if you have capital, if you're someone um, who wants to see freedom ideas, then you have to support it with your funding. And that's why I've asked you to become a supporter. Okay, let's continue on with this excellent interview with Argentina's presidential candidate, Javier Malay. One of the conversations that my wife and I had recently is about this concept of brutalism. If you've never heard of this idea of brutalism, this is socialist architecture or communist architecture. And my wife and I were talking about why so many buildings in Washington, D.C. are so ugly. Uh, and I showed her actually photographs and videos from the Soviet Union and from North Korea. You can see their awful architectural designs because it's a concept called brutalism, which is this idea that the dull gray bureaucracies rule you and there is no hope, there is no inspiration, 
right? And so Javier Malay actually talked about communist and socialist architecture in his interview here with Tucker Carlson, which I thought was interesting because my wife and I had just been having this discussion the other day. Take a listen. You described the buildings, the leftist buildings as square and plain and ugly. Why does the left love concrete so much? Your old buildings are built out of stone and plaster, but the, the, the newer socialist buildings are all concrete. What is that? Porque tiene que ver con los valores de la izquierda. Digamos, los Your old buildings are built out of stone and plaster, but the, the, the newer socialist buildings are all concrete. What is that? Porque tiene que ver con los valores de la values. Digamos, los valores subyacentes en las ideas de la izquierda es la envidia, el odio, Envy, el resentimiento, el trato desigual frente a la ley y la violencia. Entonces, todo ese altruismo socialista termina generando un, una contaminación de los incentivos que generan pobreza. Entonces, claro, digamos, cuando so uno es pobre, digamos, poor, la edificación que puede hacer frente por esa es claramente propia de alguien pobre. Y porque esto es interesante. El socialismo es siempre y en todo lugar un fenómeno violento, asesino y empobrecedor. Esa es la característica del socialismo. Click like if you're watching the stream right now. Do us a favor. Help uh, us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. Make sure that you're subscribed to the channel if it's your first time watching us right now. We are playing an interview between Tucker Carlson and Argentina's presidential candidate Javier Malay. Now, one thing that got him in big trouble uh, that he said is some of the comments that he made about the current Pope, Francis, um, about uh, his views on socialism. Now, I would advise if I was Javier Malay's uh, advisor, be very careful about what you say about the Pope in a country that is majority Catholic. But you know what? You know, apparently he's not holding back. Pope Francis. Take a listen to what Javier Malay had to say about this. But the Pope, you believe the Pope has an affinity for Raul Castro? Sí, exacto. Yes, that's right. Sí, tiene afinidad he has an por affinity los comunistas for communists. De hecho, no los condena. In fact, he won't denounce them. Es decir, es bastante condescendiente con ellos. Y es también condescendiente con la dictadura venezolana. Es decir, He's él es condescendiente con todos los de izquierdas, aun cuando sean Even when they are true verdaderos criminales. Lo cual eso es un That's problema. Pero además es alguien But que considera que justice. la justicia social un central elemento central de, de su visión. Y eso es, es muy complicado porque la justicia social, ¿qué es? Robarle el fruto de su trabajo a una persona y dárselo a otra. Entonces implica dos cosas. Una es un robo. Y el problema es que el robo está en contra de lo que señalan los diez mandamientos. Es decir, avalar la justicia social es avalar el robo. Por lo tanto, es un problema de que está violando los diez mandamientos. That's pretty good there, Javier. Gotta be careful. 
but I think he really does. Uh, he doesn't walk it back, but I think he totally redeems himself. I would think, in any true Catholic's mind, by the comments that Javier Malay had to say about abortion. Take a listen. You oppose abortion. Why? Bueno, porque como liberal in liberalism. O sea, liberal libertario. Ah, claro, porque en inglés in eh, liberal liberal means eh, así que lo voy a decir so como libertario. Nosotros creemos que el liberalismo es el respeto irrestricto del proyecto de vida del prójimo basado en el principio de no agresión y en defensa del derecho a la vida, a la libertad y a la propiedad. Por lo tanto, adhiriendo a las ideas de la libertad, básicamente... Una de las ideas fundamentales es defender el derecho a la vida. O sea, filosóficamente estoy a favor de respetar el derecho a la vida. Después hay una justificación desde el plano de vista de la ciencia, de las ciencias naturales, digamos, que es el hecho de que la vida comienza en el momento de la fecundación. Y en ese mismo momento se genera un nuevo ser en evolución. ¿Sí? con un ADN distinto. Es decir, es cierto que la mujer tiene derecho sobre su cuerpo, pero ese niño dentro del vientre no es su cuerpo. Es decir, el niño no es su cuerpo. Por lo tanto, el aborto es un asesinato agravado por el vínculo y por la diferencial de fuerzas, o sea que no tiene forma de defenderse. Y no solo eso, sino que además hay una cuestión de índole matemática, la vida es un continuo. Con dos saltos discretos, que es el nacimiento y la muerte. Y cualquier interrupción en el medio es un asesinato. Brilliant response there on abortion, discussion on abortion from presidential candidate Javier Malay. Javier Malay is running for president of Argentina at the moment, and he has promised to take a chainsaw to socialism. <laughs> Quite literally. Look at this. This guy. Careful with those beautiful women around you, you can see. Look at all these gorgeous girls standing around him. Now, uh, Javier Malay, as you know, as Russell Brand will tell you, stay away from the women folk. On your rise to power, I think it's a bad idea, you know, because, you know, all next week we know what we're going to see How or hear. How dare you? How dare you is going to be coming in the media. So just, you know, stay away from the women folk because... We all know that it doesn't pay off. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. We're grateful and glad to have you here. You can text the show today and let us know what's on your mind or if you think that there are stories that we might, might be missing at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. One of our listeners, uh, Elizabeth Fanning Press, says your show has a very sophisticated air now that you're concentrating on Rumble audience. Kudos. Kudos. Thank you for that. Um, another uh, listener texted in and said, Quest Fanning says, he tries to make his Twitter like 50 to 60% political instead of 90%, but then something gets his blood boiling. I totally get that. Another listener texted in a story that we should be paying attention to on that point, talking about not only allegations, but also the potential assassination of Javier Malay. An armed man was actually arrested at an RFK Jr. campaign event in Los Angeles. Did you see this story? Unbelievable. The campaign sa said the suspect claimed he was part of Kennedy's security detail. Pretty wild. An armed man was accused of impersonating a U.S. marshal, and he was taken into custody 
at Robert Kennedy Jr.'s campaign event. This was on Friday afternoon, according to the LAPD. Apparently, um, the man showed up with a loaded gun in a shoulder holster and a badge stating he was a U.S. Marshal. LAPD said the man never brandished the gun or threatened anyone. Adrian Paul Isporo, he was identified as a suspect. He's currently being held in L.A. on a $35,000 bail for a felony charge of carrying a concealed weapon. He claimed to be part of the security detail. He was taken to uh, uh, and asked to be taken to Kennedy immediately. The security imposter was wearing sunglasses. He appeared to have laid his plans in advance. I was carrying what appeared to be a U.S. Marshal badge on a lanyard and belt clip federal ID. The Kennedy campaign is seeking information from law enforcement authorities to get more information on this one. Most of us know what has happened to many in the Kennedy family. And of course, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has also been doing a lot of the same things that Russell Brand has been doing, saying things that the establishment doesn't like. It's a dangerous world out there for those of us who are still fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. I don't agree with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on many things, but I think that there are probably a lot of things that we do agree on. That is that it is a dangerous world for truth tellers. And if you dare speak out against what the establishment narrative is when it comes to COVID-19 policies, when it comes to masks, when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to the, uh, the role that social media and government have together, being in bed with one another, you can bet that there is an enemies list that will be leveled against you. Some of you who might not have been following the show last week might not have heard the story where a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in Louisiana last week ruled against the government in a First Amendment case that showed that the government was actively collaborating, coordinating, and coercing big tech institutions in order to shape an agenda during COVID-19 and even before so in favor of government policies. There was a preliminary injunction that was being made against the government that was stayed while this case may now go to the Supreme Court. Uh, at, At the moment, it is now being determined whether or not the Supreme Court will be hearing this case where the Biden and Trump administrations not only suppressed the views of people who were going against their agenda online. Some of you may have known that my wife was actually named by a U.S. senator as one of the people that he wanted to have kicked off of Twitter. But the admin- both administrations actually a- a- actively engaged in pushing the accounts of those that they wanted to see get more traction online. In other words, if you were a pro-government, pro-administration social media account, then the administrations, both administrations, asked the big tech platforms to actively promote, algorithmically promote the ideals that were pro-government. And if you were anti-administration, if you were anti-government, then your views were actively suppressed. As a matter of fact, in one of these cases, the government, for a person here in Missouri, A person criticized Anthony Fauci on Twitter about his mask policies, and the social media institutions immediately demanded that the user take their tweets down or they would be banned from the platform entirely. That happened for a person who was speaking out here from the state of Missouri. The attorney generals of the state of Missouri and Louisiana filed those cases along with other plaintiffs as well. And many of the people who were named as, as defendants were not only the current administration, but the Surgeon General of the United States, as well as the cybersecurity agencies and uh, the uh, National Institutes for Health. 
We'll continue to follow that story. And I do have an article coming out this week on that topic at humanevents.com. I am now a weekly columnist over at Human Events. That's Jack Posobiec's online magazine, if you haven't seen it. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Wake Up America Show channel before you leave today. Click like and subscribe to the channel so that you can get updates whenever we go live. Every Monday through Friday, the Wake Up America Show brings to you the best in economic freedom and personal liberty. And today has been the biggest show we've done in history. Biggest show ever. And I'm super grateful to have your support. And the best way to help support the show is if you're new here is to just click like and subscribe to the channel so that you can get updates whenever we go live. You can also, of course, check out our merchandise shop at ap4libertyshop.com. I have one other little story that was a brief one-off. I didn't know if I was going to have time to cover it, um, but it looks like I will. This is a story um, that I was going to save until tomorrow. Let's see if I can grab it. Yeah, physical education in the old days. Well, we've been talking a lot on this show about physical health and the lowering standards of physical education over the years but this is a story from um that was that went viral about that has video from students in the 1960s joe rogan has talked about this some people have been making some movies about this right and this is uh these were the physical education standards from the 1960s take a look at this people are shocked at what american high school gym class looked like in the 1960s this footage is from one of the 4,000 U.S. high schools that followed La Sierra's physical education program that was pushed to be the standard model by JFK. According to the La Sierra physical education standards that were outlined in their 1966 handbook, the minimum push-ups that a student should be able to do is 16, and they should have at least a seven and a half minute mile run. Considering most modern Americans struggle to even complete five push-ups, this 16 minimum is quite shocking. The top group that was outlined in the handbook is Blue Team, and to be a part of this you had to be able to perform 12 handstand push-ups and at least 14 pull-ups, which are crazily impressive standards. Considering one in six modern American children have obesity, it is a shocking sight to see how seriously fitness and health were being taken in the 1960s, and how even the president was helping push forward this higher standard of physical education in school. Many people wonder if America as a country will ever return to a place even close to this. But considering the trends in obesity and the culture shift of America, it continues to seem unlikely. Do we have an obesity problem here in the United States? Yes, absolutely. But on the other side of this, one has to remember the cultural context in which that was being uh, that was occurring. Remember that John F. Kennedy actually was, I believe, the first president to send troops into Vietnam back when it was still black ops. It may have been Eisenhower. But I know uh, Kennedy continued that policy as well. So one has to remember that in the cultural context of 1906, one of the reasons why the presidents and the government may have been pushing so hard for those standards is, of course, because they plan to send those boys over to war in Vietnam. But that doesn't change the fact that we do have an obesity epidemic here in the United States, but the government has been, done a terrible job of handling it. Yes, there may have been standards in the 1960s, that we all look to and can say that we wish we would be held to. But of course, we're all glad that the draft is over and that we're, that our boys aren't being sent into unnecessary wars overseas. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yesterday, Vice President Mike Pence made some news when he said that American boys might actually be sent to go, might need to be sent to Ukraine to fight in another new Vietnam if the establishment has their ways. And as someone who is decidedly anti-war, I think that it's time for us to say no. Another good reason not to support 
Mike Pence. But when it comes to the Republican nomination, is it a is it a completed, you know, is it a foregone conclusion that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee? It's looking more and more likely every day. And if that's the case, then we need to take a look at what the challenge is going to be. What's the fight going to be? Well, if Donald Trump becomes the Republican nominee, then I'm going to vote for him. Am I going to vote from the primary? Maybe not. Uh, you know what? I actually think that Vivek Ramaswamy has done a pretty good job. He's probably the most libertarian of all the Republican presidential candidates at, that point, at this point, and I think that he deserves support. Now, if Donald Trump picks Vivek Ramaswamy to be his vice presidential pick, and I think he's probably not going to do that, but if he does, I have made a pledge, a public pledge, that I will put on for the very first time a Make America Great hat. I have never worn the MAGA hat. You all know that I've got the Make Taxation Theft Again hat at AP4LibertyShop.com. But if Donald Trump picks Vivek Ramaswamy as his VP pick, I'm going to wear a MAGA hat. And I'll put it on for the very first time ever on this show. I reluctantly supported Trump in 2020. If Vivek is his VP, I will enthusiastically support Donald Trump for 2024. Yeah, that's right. Me, a libertarian Republican we got to make the best with what we got. That's the reality, such as it is. And I'll do the best with what we got. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the next year. A lot can change, right? But all I know is that the left, we have to present a unified front against what the left is doing. You see what they're doing to Russell Brand? You see what they're going to do to Donald Trump? You've seen what they did to Justice Kavanaugh? And they could do it to you. And if I continue to get this huge of an audience on the Wake Up America show, they're going to do it to me. Just expect it. It's what it is. It's what we signed up for when we decided to fight against socialism. Thanks so much for tuning into the Wake Up America show. Don't forget, we are live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. So make sure that you're subscribed before we leave today. Hit that subscribe button at rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. Thank you to Rumble. Thank you to Scott Fawn. Thank you to my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, who gets up with me every morning at 4.30 a.m. to help turn this into a success. And if we continue to get these numbers, God bless it, we will be a success. We will have the American dream. And then one day when we're rich and famous, we'll be able to take the money that we have and be able to support maybe you one day. If you start your own Liberty show, maybe it'll even be on our own network here on the Wake Up America show if we're successful. Thanks. Love you guys. See you tomorrow morning on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.